What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a mystery. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. And hello. Hi, hello. Welcome to Mad Women. I'm Kate. I'm Ashley for now. <laughs> uh, that's the sound I make. <laughs> that's what I sound like. Like Nelson, but insincere. <laughs> right, that's your, I'll give you that pity laugh. Ha <laughs> ha. I can see the letters coming out of your mouth as you, as you did it. That should be a new filter, is like <laughs> the insincere fake laugh. laugh. Um, Great. So today, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 7 of Mad Men, Red in the Face. Oh! See, I never know until you tell me. Yeah. Interesting. Red I don't in know face. why you don't see what the name of the show is, because it is on there. It doesn't <laughs> tell me! It doesn't show up! I don't know where you're lo- expecting it to be. Do you think Don Draper, like, at the, the opening credits, and you see, like, the back of his head, and then he just turns to the camera and says, red in the face. I want it shaved into the back of his head. <laughs> I want that, too, now. I didn't there know I go. did, but I do. I am making this show better every time. Yeah. Uh, Maddie boy, we got some notes. We I know this was 13 years ago. But we can really tighten it up mm-hmm. with a sweet shaving. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a tight fade yeah. and some words. <laughs> All right, right that in the was face. Always okay. my dream. I never understood why boys weren't shaving things into their heads at all times. So anyway. You can make that dream come true for yourself, you know. Yeah, my I could do it on the side of my could. head. My days have passed. Okay. But your days our current our current <laughs> so uh let's get over go over your predictions from last week mm-hmm. a whole week ago uh they were <laughs> that adam whitman would return right um <laughs> square and his true square-headed form would be revealed <laughs> <laughs> and he would say something to the effect of you gave me five grand now give me your soul right yep that was exactly uh, how he was going to say it as well. Yes. Well, yeah. he would be a square-headed baby demon. A square-headed baby demon. We know. Um, <laughs> Joan would bite off the head of the canary that Roger gave her. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to like, say we got kind of close <laughs> in this app. Spiritually, I think that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems she would be like essentially making direct eye contact, both with Roger and Peggy, with Fuck with me Right. To just stay off my back. Uh, there'd be more kids stuff, which there, we saw the kids. They existed. But I tell you what, um, Sally was going to do classic 60s little girl shit. She was doing gymnastics in the hallway. Hello. Hello. I you nailed said, it. Yeah. Like, you suggested tap dance recital, but I feel like A gymnastics is pretty much the same. Pretty close. Yeah. So you uh-huh. did great. Thank you. Um, now, fell off a little bit. Rachel and Don go to the bone zone. It <laughs> <laughs> did not occur. No. And All right. the, the All lingo right. was related to that, that Don would say, what you got under that pedophore? 
or hey mama merkin we should do some smooching <laughs> okay all right now listen so, i feel know. like we also got kind of close with that with Explain. roger and betty oh that's real we'll get to it I'm we'll get to it i'm not sure how you're <laughs> just any smooching yeah he wanted okay. he wanted some smooching you know what you know what? I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank he did you. say pretty much all of those things. Yes, what you got he under did. that petty for? Yeah. I'll be thinking of he, you tonight. Right? Yeah. He's like, you've had, how have you had two children? You are mm-hmm. such a tiny human. <laughs> Let me get my hands on that waist. Yep. It starts off and Don is, this is one of those, one of those eps where you're like, oh yeah, Don's not a good person. <laughs> like, we all like to like Don. Yeah. But... He's a flawed man. Yeah, yes. He's a very flawed man. And this is where that really comes out. And it starts, His 1960s we, are really showing through. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's got, I'm a white man, head of the household, <laughs> that went, was in a war all, all over, over his him. face. All over him. So he's talking to Betty's therapist, which, much like Biscuit the Dog, I, you've been very doubtful of whether they just gave up on the storyline of Betty's therapist, but you see, they they take their time. Okay, all right. It's not They've, like you you don't see it every episode. It's a slow burn. They're yeah. playing the long game, like in real time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And what the therapist reports is that Betty is consumed with petty jealousies and overwhelmed with daily actions. Is the emotions of a child? Mm-hmm. Because you know her. She had a parent die, so right. like, that's destabilizing. Right. Whatever. <laughs> she's she, she might have deeper issues. Right. Yeah. But she's basically a, a woman child. Yeah. Which he's not wrong. <laughs> that's well, not an incorrect yeah. analysis. Well, here's the thing: is that all of our emotions are the emotions of a child if we don't learn how to deal with them surely true and she's been caged up in that tight little waist of hers how old even is she i think she's like 31 or 32 okay and she's she's early 30s okay i believe that's canon i'll trust you thank you i wish that i could just like rattle off exact birth dates for every character make them up uh she was born in 1927 the problem is I'm really bad at math, so, like, I can't just do that. Okay. That would make her 33. Holy shit. So you were close. That was a lot better than I expected. I mean, close yeah. in that Yeah. it's just as good as any other number I would make up. Yes. Thirties. Yeah, you did so there it. There you go. There you go. She's the same age as my grandmother. Um, <laughs> Maybe she is your grandmother. That oh, would be a shit. big surprise. <laughs> The ending to this show would be very different. Uh-oh. Now listen, if, no yeah. spoilies. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the ending of this show does not turn out that Betty is my grandmother. Damn. I'm sorry to eliminate that one Kate. possibility. <laughs> no spoilies. <laughs> oh, man. I'm ruining this whole experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get to Roger. And this is a Roger-centric ep. Ooh. Oh, we see Roger. all things. I do not enjoy him. He's also not a great man. No. 
He's a flawed man. I like Cooper, though. <laughs> Cooper's always coming through. Good old Coop. I did not notice his feet. I really wanted them to show us his feet, yeah. and they did not. I could tell you he's not wearing shoes. All right. I could so, tell just by his demeanor that that man was shoes. In my head. Yeah. He just had, had the look in his eye of a man whose socks were exposed <laughs> to the world. Like... For some reason, there's a meeting, like, halfway through where he's sitting on a couch, Cooper. Mm-hmm. Is he, like, eating oranges or something? In my head, he's, oh. like, eating a cantaloupe. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or if that's just something I, like, once again, spiritually. I don't remember him eating anything. I remember the scene you're talking about. Yeah. Like, shelling peanuts No, or something. I think he I don't was know. just I, sitting maybe, there. Maybe it's just the way he's sitting. I imagine he's, like... Is he, like, preparing string beans for Thanksgiving dinner or something? I, All right. Well. I don't think so. Issue. So Roger, in this first scene, everyone's worried about his health. His wife yes. is telling him to drink milk from drink milk. the biggest pitcher of milk you've ever seen in any office. Yes. And for his ulcer that we later learn about. Yeah. Which, I don't know that that's the current medically recommended practice. To drink milk? Yeah. No, probably I, not. I think that's, like, the opposite. But I like in this time zone or time zone in this time period. <laughs> yeah, we were just one, you know, jump away from you know using leeches. Yes. So I That's feel like milk true. was probably oh, yeah. a, a safer bet. And if it his if his glass was only partly vodka, yes, right, and mostly milk, then mm-hmm. that's an upgrade from just vodka. Exactly. And then Cooper comes in and introduces that the Nixon boys are stopping by, which has been like this little, you know, mild through line of the series so far of Mm -hmm. trying to be Nixon's advertising agency. Mm -hmm. And then Cooper tells the story about how smoking is a sign of weakness and that's how Hitler got Neville Chamberlain to do something. And, And see, and then... Here's why I can't not like Co- uh, Roger is because he says all I get from the story is that Hitler didn't smoke and I do and I do <laughs> and that's classic Roger. It is. I also wrote that line down. I very much enjoyed that line. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, I also loved. Was that later? Must have been later. But he says good night. Pe- Somebody says good night, Peanut. Oh, it's Cooper. Yes, Cooper. that's how he says. To Roger. I had to, I rewound it, listened to it again, Googled it. I don't understand why that happened. (laughs) Good night, Peanut? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, hasn't he known him since he was a kid? Yes. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, but... He's feeling fatherly. Is that a thing that fathers call their sons? I mean, it's a thing that anybody can call anybody. Okay. I I call my kids Peanut. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. There you go. I'm sorry I limited it to fathers and sons, okay? <laughs> it's also mothers and daughters. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> and you weren't going to tell me that. No, um, well, it was withholding. Yeah. So yeah, but I thought that was cute. very cute. Yeah. Very cute. And then we go out into the main office. There's Joan. Do you know who she was? Flamingo Joan. Fucking Flamingo Joan. Oh, yeah. I was I, so excited. Yeah, I wrote yeah, that girl. down too. <laughs> flamingo Joan right there. I yeah, she was fully it. flamingoed. Yes. And and Roger's like, hey, Roger's just 
Roger spends the whole episode trying to get someone to hang out with him. Someone please yeah. fuck me. Somebody young, yeah. preferably. His wife and daughter are going out of town. And it's like it's like when you have a day off and you're like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do with this right. day off? I don't actually have anything to do. So he's right. just... Gets shut down by Joan. I loved he comes over to Joan and he says, I have good news. Mona and Margaret are going up north. Her mother fell down the stairs. And Joan <laughs> says, you're really blessed. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah. why Joan will always be the strumpet trumpet. Oh, yeah. Burr, 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 burr. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. And we meet Joan's roommate, Carol, who obviously Clearly knows. she knows. Yeah. She so, does not like this guy. Yeah, she's like, ooh, this is... When when you're face-to-face with someone you've only heard about and you know you're not allowed to talk about. Right. Like, that's Carol's face. Right. But Joan needs notice. She's going out of town on her own thing. Yeah. She don't need no man. That's right. Yeah. So then we've got... Don is telling Peggy... You know, you can do your copywriting work, but you're not just trying to fleece us for dinner money. You better not be sleepy tomorrow. Like, she's, <laughs> he's being real, for some reason, mean to Peggy. Yeah. He's got to keep her in line. It's yeah. his 1960s showing through. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, don't you get too many ideas that you might be an independent <laughs> woman. Hold on a minute. Yeah. I might be able to have a three martini lunch, but you, who's actually going to work later had better continue working all day tomorrow. Right. Roger comes in. He struck out with Joan. He comes to Don. And he's like, hey, let's go drink. And then Pete comes over and he says, did I miss something? And Roger says, no, Don and I talk all the time when you're not around. We're about to do it right now. I love it. (laughs) And I love when he walks away and he says, good night, Paul. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which is an exact thing that Ron Swanson does. Yes. You know, Ron Swanson and Roger Sterling, mm-hmm. R.S. Oh. R.S. Huh. Hello. Same That's universe. It's all one world, Kate. It is. It's all coming together. See, I mean, that is a very compelling fact. Thank you. Ron Swanson and Leslie Nope's relationship mm-hmm. reminds me of Don and Peggy's relationship later in the series. Okay. Spoiler alert, they go start running a parks department. I'm sorry to tell you this. <laughs> but like there is definitely I would like to host another podcast where I just talk about how Parks and Rec and Mad Men are related. <laughs> that might be this podcast and this is just the first step. <laughs> right, I think we've created it. Here's your first talking point. Ron Swanson, well, <laughs> Roger Sterling. Ron and Don. One for one. Ron and Don. Okay, listen. You've got comparisons all over the place. Yeah. You're ready to go. Roger might be more like uh, Councilman Jam. (laughs) 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 You got jammed! Yeah, Um, I can see that. Yeah. It's the hair. I would like to find the counterparts for every character in these two series. Probably not right in this moment, but... We can, we can certainly work on that. Donna and Joan. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm definitely not thinking about that right now. Um, <laughs> so Pete has his little schmuck schmirk um, after he gets absolutely shredded by Roger. He doesn't like get mad. He's just like, suck it up. Yeah. They're my boss. Yep. And he moves on to Peggy. Yep. He's a fucking creeper. Yeah. 
he has some very odd moments in this episode. Girl, we will get there. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, but first, Roger and Don go mm-hmm. out for a drink. They sure do. And Roger is being a creeper. And you know who he sees? A woman in a bright pink dress. Just like Joan. More Flamingo Jones in the world. But he liked the polka dot girl. He said polka dots looks like he fun. He says that, but I don't know that that's... That's, I think, him trying to get Don to want one of the pair. That's right. Because if I looked back, it was a dark bar. I feel like the red, the pink dress woman had to have had red hair. Yeah. Because there are three other women in this show that have pink dresses and red hair. Who else? Oh, we'll get to them. Okay. But it cannot be a coincidence. It starts with Joan, but then it's that woman in the bar. Right. And Roger's making eyes at them, but they're just looking at Don. Right. Oh, yeah. I love that. When he gets up to leave and Roger sees them mm-hmm. follow him with their eyes. But he yeah. says, what is he? He says something about they're still young enough or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, Don's like, well, what do you mean? And he says, around, they still have the, the glow of youth. Around yeah. 30, a light just goes out. Yeah. Rude. Wrong it's very and rude. rude. Youth and age are definitely a big theme in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to the way that, like, Roger starts off with his mom tell- mommy telling him to drink his milk and his daddy telling him not to smoke. Good night, mm-hmm. Peanut. He's, yeah, he's very much preoccupied with age and yes. aging. Yes. And gets that much more butt hurt when those girls are... Mm-hmm. I'm Don instead of yeah. him. Even though he is very pretty, he's still an older man. And he ain't Don. And so he totally angles for a dinner invite. Mm-hmm. And Don begrudgingly asks Betty to warm up some frozen food. <laughs> and so they go and they get drunk while eating. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, and the Betty acting. Oh God, Kate! <laughs> I don't. I can't. There was. It was so bad. Um, throughout this episode, and just I in mean, general, she said all of her words in the right order. I'm yep. pretty sure, and her hair was really well done. <laughs> so, I'm not oh. sure what else you want. Oh Lord, Ashley! <laughs> Please tell us your story. Please, yeah. Roger, I'm interested in hearing your war tales. Please. Now you have to tell us. <laughs> I loved that they focused, like, right when they get in that shot, they show the boys eating steak. And mm-hmm. I know immediately we're going to see her plate and it's not going to have steak yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. She's always giving up. Yeah. She's like, I'm vegetarian sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about swimming at night naked. Mm-hmm. They talk about their weight. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and Mona's weight. Roger says that he assumed Don was raised on a farm, and Don looks at him and says nothing. Yes. He says, by the way, you drop your G's, want to go mm-hmm. to the swimming hole. Yeah. Yeah. But Don does drop a little bit of something about his past, because he mentions a quarry. Yes. So. He says, we used to swim in a quarry. The end. <laughs> he doesn't say, yes, it was by a farm. No, it wasn't right. on a farm. Right. Um, and who is this we that you're talking about? Mm. Yeah. And then they have cake and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. For mommy and daddy, I feel like 
if this wasn't their anniversary, it was a pretty serious date night that they were planning here. Yeah. Because they were, like, fancy, dressed up, fancy food. Right. Mommy and Dave. Yeah, the cake was interesting. Mm-hmm. And she tries to, you know, assure him, no, no, she just got a frosting machine. Yeah, whatever that is. Right. And that may be true, too. But right. regardless, this is, we see Don come home to a plate of food often. Mm-hmm. This is not just a regular meal mm-hmm. that Roger's interrupting. Then they start talking about war stories, three on a match. And so, so Roger says that it was like, if... Three people lit a cigarette from the same match. That would give the Germans enough time to kill you. Mm-hmm. And Don immediately is like, mm, that's what Americans came up. That's advertising to sell matches. And before that, when he ignores the where were you raised implication, mm-hmm. he says, commercial break brought to you by more liquor. Yes. So Don is always turning it around to like either business or something. Right. Yeah. Um, he's not trying to get too personal with Sterling. Yeah. Or with anybody. No. And one thing he says when Roger's telling his story, Roger says that he was bored out on the Pacific, and so he did something, and Don says, bored? What about scared? That never comes into these stories. And I'm just going to point that out to you. I'm just going to say that. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Is that Don is, like, trying to be all valiant, but maybe you were scared. Right. And then... Roger, Roger, Roger. Creepy fucking Roger. Like, as soon as you see Betty alone in the, in the kitchen, you're like... Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as, as soon as he tells Don to go out and get more liquor. Mm, yeah. As soon as he gets him out of the house, I'm like, oh, yeah. boy, here we go. Because mm-hmm. um, he's, he's so bored throughout this entire yes. episode, Roger yes. is. He's really got to find something to entertain himself. And he mm-hmm. keeps saying... You know, when your name is on the building, you feel entitled yes. to things. He says that multiple times mm-hmm. about multiple things. <laughs> yep. So oh. he's just like, oh, Don's wife is hot. I'm going to get me some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a real creeper. He gets his hands all over Betty. And Betty, once again, is just like... Because what Betty says later is her job is to look pretty... And to be entertaining, but then she does that, and this is the reaction she gets, and she's, she's right. like, well, what do I do now? Like, right. she's not, she doesn't have the tools to put up any kind of resistance that would not be, that would show the brush, brush strokes. Right. Yeah, she, I mean, she doesn't have the emotional maturity. She has the emotions of a child. I don't know that she would have the wherewithal to give him a what for. Whereas Art Bitch Midge. Yeah. Right? Or even Mama Merkin. Yeah. Or even Joan. Yes. You know, would be like, nuh uh. Well, you know, as as much as like the acting is not great with Betty, but I have a lot of sympathy for her character. Yes. Because yes. like all of those other women have run into things that have had that have made them hard. Like, Helen, you know, her marriage became something. And, and, you know, who knows where they started from. But it seems like Betty's life has gone along exactly as prescribed. Right. And she went to the right schools, and she met the right people, and she married the right man. And she's never been exposed. And that's why when she runs into someone like Helen, 
it's so fascinating because yes. she's like she just doesn't have the experience to take her to another level and and it's like what what else is she supposed to do because she doesn't she just doesn't have independence like don right doesn't give her any and so that's just all she has yeah well and there's also like that fine line especially as a mm-hmm. 1960s housewife mm-hmm. of being so careful not to offend yeah like she can't possibly offend her husband's boss in any way or it comes back on her from both sides yeah which is still right. true to this day in some aspects you know because yeah, if she had fought Roger off, like, what consequences would that have had on her, on Don? Right. right. If Roger had blamed Don, then would Don have then gotten mad at her for that? Like, mm-hmm. she's in a no-win situation. But Don definitely can tell. As oh, soon yeah. As he as walks as he in. he walks in. And then Roger has one last drink before driving home. I loved that whole bit of Don at the door, and he's like, yeah. that's my car. Yeah. Turn your lights on. <laughs> yeah. That's really gross and yeah. weird. Yeah. I wrote, drunk driving, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes in and gets really mad at Betty. Yes. Well, because he accuses her of having flirted with Roger mm-hmm. the whole night. Yeah. And having, like, sort of whatever happened, she egged it on. Mm-hmm. Classic case of what were you wearing? Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. Um, which I didn't get that impression that she was flirting with Roger. I... But that could be because she shows no human emotion. <laughs> Maybe she was meant yeah. to have been flirting, but the yeah. actress couldn't portray that in the character. Um, right. It just seemed to me like, you know, they were having fun adult conversation. Yeah. She was finally getting the opportunity to socialize. I agree. But yeah, like she was not being particularly salacious right. in any way. Right. I wonder if it was one of those times where Don's worlds kind of overlap and he doesn't know how to handle it. Well. Because he's not used to seeing Betty. I'm certain it's also project projection. Yes. You know, he's like, well, I'm cheating on you. So certainly yes. you're cheating on me. For sure. Yeah. And every woman that Roger looks at or Don looks at is a sex object. And so right. seeing it in the other direction. Right. <sighs> with with a cad like Roger particularly. If it was like mm-hmm. Pete Campbell, then who gives a shit? Right. And, and he says, sometimes I feel like I'm living with a little girl, which is exactly uh, echoing that the therapist saying that he, she has the emotions of a little girl. Right. And it's like his attempt to like snap her out of it right as if that would work well it seemed like his attempt to poke the bear Uh, like he's specifically trying to like needle mm -hmm. her and you know make her feel bad and then i loved her saying like uh you want to bounce me off the walls Mm -hmm. like just very calmly like what are you gonna do don Mm -hmm. would that make you feel better beating me up yeah yeah he's a real jerk in that scene he is I think we're supposed to respect that he doesn't do that in a time when that was very prevalent, but it's still not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because that's one of those things that, like, is irredeemable. Right. He's an asshole. That's just a line he doesn't cross. And we want to hold people to a higher standard. 
but in 1960 that might have been about as high a standard as we could get honestly yeah yeah that was a rough scene we had some more pink stuff uh pete stuff yeah so then it's the chip and dip yeah this (laughs) oh yeah this thing that is just absolutely baffling to all of these people no they're like there's dip (laughs) and a chip it's like what is dip First when did so not so that made me curious i should have looked it up but when did like chips and dip become a thing maybe it was around the early 60s i like I when mean, did french's onion yeah. dip first come to be that seems like easy to find out because he even mentions a sour cream dip or mayo or something with little brown onion bits french onion dip was created by an unknown french cook in la in 1954 okay the name French onion dip began to be used in the 1960s. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that seems right. So that tracks. The recipe was added to the Lipton instant onion soup package in 1958. So there it's you just go. like, it's exact. I had no doubt that it was like <laughs> historically accurate. Um, and that's probably one of those pieces that like they found. Mm-hmm. That's probably actually from 1960. Oh, or I'm positive. Yeah. I wonder if they actually got a second one hidden in the back, <laughs> just for realism. Well, there wasn't ever two. There was only ever the one. I Well, right, but just for to, like, thicken the complexity, they would just have another one. Right, So you, sure. like, know it's there. <laughs> kind of like how you hear Trudy yelling, but you don't see her. Mm, mm-hmm. So Pete has this chip and dip at work because he's going to return it because they got two Mm -hmm. which is said at least 400 times in this Mm -hmm. episode and the boys are all making fun of him for doing ladies work and uh you know doing things for her calls they call her him mildred (laughs) and then we get roger in Mm -hmm. don's office seemingly apologizing yeah (laughs) seemingly but not kind of (laughs) right like not just saying Hey, that thing that happened, we know what that was. Right. Just acknowledging. Right. <laughs> Barely. And he With even the says fantastic analogies. Yes. <laughs> he was like, what is he? He's talking about, you know, he went into the wrong apartment and he says, We've all parked in the wrong garage. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, oh Yeah. Gross. Yeah. And it's just when your name is on the building, sometimes you think that you're trying to smooch your wife, but it's actually the Your fuck does that mean? Employee's wife? Yeah. Right. We've all tried to park in the wrong garage. Wait. And then Creepy Pete, we see him back with that chip and he dip. He a hard time in this line. Oh my lord. That was actually really funny. I loved, I loved the girl behind the counter who just had yeah. no patience for him. The one who was a redhead wearing a pink dress. Was she? Yes, she was. <gasps> Look at you paying yeah, attention. Yeah, she he has a little conversation with two of the middle-aged women in line with mm-hmm. him. And one of them, like, my husband's in advertising. I don't know him. That's because you're here at lunch. Because mm, you're doing lady business. Yeah, that's uh, that was awfully pushy for a stranger to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> that lady ain't Betty anymore. She's nope. been around for a while. Exactly. <laughs> She's done made it into her 40s and she's like, yeah. I got shit to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a future Don Draper walks up to Pete, like an old friend of his who's tall and blonde Super and athletic. Super cute. Yeah. Yes, please, Matherton. <laughs> 
and the is also just befuddled that he's doing ladies' work. Right. And the clerk can't stop staring at him. <laughs> well, and I also loved how perturbed Pete was that the registry would be in her maiden name yeah. as opposed to yeah. his name. Like, well, why would you do so? Why would you do such a thing? Yeah. Why would you do a thing like that? Uh, a thing like that. <laughs> a thing like that. Why would you do it? Um, and tries to sweet talk the clerk and oh and it's such a creep uh, oh he's like oh (laughs) you like men I'm a man if you give me this cash I'll spend it on you but what does he spend it on he gets a fucking rifle he sure does what a fucking creepy weirdo that's exactly what and and we see this a lot now men who are trying to make other people recognize that they're men, mm-hmm. they buy guns. Yep. Like, that's just literally how they do it. And yep. and it's just weird. It is. It's, ugh, no, that, oh, God. Oh, all of that, that whole mm-hmm. gun business. Because then he goes right back to the office. Yeah. And he's like, look, guys, I'm a man. I can kill yeah. things. Let me yeah. point it at your head. And he does a sweep around of the office. The office. Um, and it kind of one of the last people he looks at is Peggy mm-hmm. in his sights and then you know who the very last person he points it at his secretary his secretary a redhead in a pink dress look at who you. moves the gun out of his face yes so that is four redheads in pink dresses who have rejected either Roger or Pete damn look at you analysizing and there's one more I got in the hopper. You just... Okay, I'm, I'm buckled in. I'm ready. That's right. That's right. Pete is a creep. <laughs> I wrote that he's a, a fucking whiny little baby. <laughs> that's also true. Because Trudy yells at him. Oh my gosh, she yells at him. We learn that it was not a duplicate because she says... I, that's the impression I got anyway. Because she says, we got this from my aunt whoever... It was meant for us, blah, 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 and you just went and got rid of it. I, I don't think that... I think she was mad that she, he got a gun instead. I think it was mm. it was a gift from the aunt, and what is this gift going to? It was supposed to be something for, for them us, as a couple. right. Not for us, right. A, a toy. And she's. I, I think she says, you're always telling me to grow up, which is what Betty's supposed to be doing, too. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me trying to lead you on. I just couldn't remember her name. <laughs> That's what? Eh? Eh? Be- Say it with me. Yeah. Betty's doing Betty. too. Betty. Right, right, right. She's so pissed. She's so pissed. Yeah. I, that's funny because I totally got the impression that like she didn't know he was returning that, that it wasn't actually a duplicate. He just didn't want a chip and dip. But no, you're probably right that it was more about yeah. this was a gift for us and instead you've just gotten something for you. Because he was running that errand for her. Or so he said. You're implying that he, from the beginning, was planning to get a gun. Right. No, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. You are correct. I need you to say exactly what you've already said. (laughs) Thank you for doing it. (laughs) What if, like, the chip and dip was actually a really big plot point later and I needed you to know that? Right. You're like, please focus in on the fact that one still exists. (laughs) It was a duplicate. There is still one in existence. Ashley, don't lose focus. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. No spoilers. 
Honestly, it might show up, but I don't remember. Someone will be murdered with the chip and dip. <laughs> now listen, I didn't tell you that. I just need you to know it. If you look carefully and rewind the tape, you'll see right. that in the actual tomato, yes, there's a there's a signature. <laughs> anyway, so then he's talking to Peggy in his office. Mm-hmm. She comes in because she's like, "Oh, oh yeah. well, you said you would read this." Yeah. Okay, that was where I was like, you know, I wasn't too far off with the biting off the head of the oh, bird. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that was creepy as fuck. It was very creepy. He is future psychopath serial killer. And then I was like, he is the son of Sam. You know, the timeline here is going to work out. That Uh happened in the 70s. He's got about 10 years to get Mm -hmm. really psycho crazy. He's got the gun now. He's going to start killing some small animals, feeling no remorse. Yes. They're in New York. Yes. He's going to, you know... It's like Biscuit and Cujo. That Pete is actually David Berkowitz. Right. Right. Because it is all one real it's universe. universe. That's right. And this is a documentary. I think you're right about that. Thank you. Um, and I, I'm sorry that you got the whole series spoiled for you <laughs> this early. I was hoping you'd get to like see the buildup yeah. more, but I mean, I saw right through mm-hmm. what was going on. As soon as yeah. he got that gun, I was like, "Motherfucking yeah. son of Sam, here he is. This is this where is it the starts. first of many." Yeah, yeah. He has this hunting fantasy where he hunts, hunting, and drags... a w- hunting wet dream. Can we just call yeah. that like yeah. he's just ready to jizz all over himself thinking about this? Yeah. But you know who else was Peggy? <laughs> she looked so creeped out. She mm. looked very concerned. To me, she looked like, what do you do when a crazy person is being crazy? You just quietly smile and agree. Okay. Is the impression that I received. I thought she was into it. Really? I thought she was getting, like, hot and flustered. That was not the impression that I got. Because she's like, that, that's, that would be wonderful. Like, she tells him that. That, yeah, she says that would be wonderful because that's what you say to crazy people so they don't shoot you in the office. So that way when he comes in, son of Sam, she's like, remember yeah. when I thought your sexy um, murder fantasy wasn't wonderful? Don't murder <laughs> me. Yeah. I definitely got the impression yeah. that she was way creeped out. Oh, well, that's... I'm going to rewatch. You're in, that's, yeah. I, in my head, like the what I saw was she was like... She was th- right there with him, and she was picturing mm. it too, and she wanted to be that woman who was cooking for him. Mm. She wanted to cook that loin and mm. serve it to him. Okay. In my head, she was like, fuck, I'm the loin he's trying to cook. I'm going mm. to be murdered. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. Because she doesn't, like, look at him very often. Yeah. She's just sitting there very upright, mm-hmm. staring yeah. ahead. She's like... Yeah. In the middle distance, seven-yard stare. Uh-huh. And then she gets out pretty quickly. She's like, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Goodbye. And then she's all, like, flustered and yeah. freaked out getting her sandwich. She's flustered and she's hot. and She needs something sensual. She goes for the Danish. <laughs> she needs more than a sandwich. She needs something sweet. <laughs> she's got needs she and they are not being fulfilled. cherry pie. That's right. I mean, one of us is correct. That's right. We'll never know which. 
either he's David Berkowitz. Well, or... that is canon. We know that to be true. How <laughs> Peggy sorry. feels about it is right, what's right. up for debate. Serial killers get girlfriends all the time. All the time. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's it's weird. Uh, it's weird. That's undeniable. You mm-hmm. and I are creeped out by it. Yes. Regardless of what Peggy feels. Yes. Which is love. <laughs> so, sh- shortly before, Trudy yells at, what's his name? Uh, they have that meeting where Cooper is peeling eating potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> where he's making wine with his feet. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what's happening. And Cooper, like, throughout the whole thing, because he is just, like, wise. (laughs) He's like, it's going to be JFK. He knows that JFK is going to win the ticket. No one else believes in him, but he's smart enough to just see the writing on the wall. Yep. And uh, Roger is, like, super defensive of Nixon. And Mm -hmm. I think he's seeing it, as it's been framed historically, is JFK is youth, Nixon is age, yep. and Roger thinks himself to be age. And he even um, says, I need to stop hiring young, remind me to stop hiring young people. Mm-hmm. When he, Pete speaks up about something. Yeah, about something that's correct. Right. Um, and he derides, to use Betty's word from the last episode, JFK as being the son of a millionaire as if he himself is not right. the pretty boy son of a millionaire that's never had to work in his right. life. Right. And you know, would you like to hear a direct quote that Roger says? I'm ready. You may be too young to remember the pink lady congresswoman (gasps) from California. He practically shot her in the face to win. There you go. Another pink woman. Mm. That was probably a communism reference. Like, I don't actually know what that reference, (laughs) who he's referencing, but. But you were like, pink lady, I'm on it. I caught, I'm listening Matthew. Mm-hmm. I mean, he only mentioned, I mean, Roger himself mentions redheads like four times. Yeah, later in the episode, he when he's real drunk mm-hmm. for the third time in this He just episode. keeps talking about redheads. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what's so weird about Kennedy winning? He doesn't even wear a hat. He doesn't even wear a hat. He doesn't even wear a hat. I mean, come on. Who is this kid? Who is this Fucking Son of young a millionaire, young, Catholic, right? Ugh. Young bucks not covering their their tops. Yeah, he's only like six years younger than Nixon. Ugh. Anyway, Don is like looking at Roger like he's got a second head growing out of his neck. Mm-hmm. He is very confused looking at Roger. Well, he's kind of. I mean, he's already over him. Yeah. And has the elevator moment happened yet? Where he's like hands the money to the elevator guy. No. Or that's after this meeting. That's after this. Because I know it's after he sees the gun. Yes. Because that's what I thought it had to do with. Because he comes off the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Pete comes off the elevator holding the Mm -hmm. gun. Yeah. Well, what happens in between those two things is Don comes home and Betty is very happily finishing a pot roast. Uh And Don says, a whole pot roast. You know, it's just me tonight. And he's still being a goddamn ass. Sure is. And Betty's like, what was I supposed to do? (laughs) Right. And then we see Trudy yelling at, well, we hear Trudy yelling at Pete. Mm -hmm. And then Pete walking back into the office. And then Don pulls out some money and starts flicking off bills to the elevator operator. And that's all we see of that. Right. 
we don't know what that's about. Yeah, I yet. thought that was something to do with the gun. Yeah. Because I was very hyper-focused on the fact that Pete's yeah. about to shoot everybody up. Because he is now the son of Sam. You know what? People in 1960 didn't really worry about workplace shootings. No. No, that's not a thing. It was a simpler time. It was. Pete and Peggy have their moment. And then Betty is shopping in the grocery store. Oh, boy. who does she run into? Oh, boy. Good old Helen Bishop. Good old Helen Bishop. And she does not want to talk to Betty. Yeah. So that was that was really interesting. Because, I, I mean, the moment she sees Helen, I was like, oh, Helen knows. Mm-hmm. Helen knows about this creepy bitch and her lock of hair. Yeah. And I love how she was like, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. Right. I was just going to pretend like you didn't exist. But it's really interesting character choice, right? Because mm-hmm. Helen is the one who stands up for herself. She's the one yes. who gets divorced and yeah. goes on walks and works for herself. And of course, she's not going to not say anything. Because Betty, you're a fucking creep. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, she w- Helen would have been satisfied to just never interact with her again. Ever again, right. But when but, confronted. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, guess what? It's a nine-year-old child. And then. Bitch slapped. Bitch slapped. Because, and like says, what is wrong with you? And slaps her. And oh. and that's been the whole question. What's wrong with Betty? Is she, and she's acting like a child. And mm-hmm. so the idea that this is kind of the last straw for Betty. Mm-hmm. And people pushing her around. And of course, she's punching below her weight because she's higher on the social ladder than Helen. Right. Whereas she's lower than Don and Roger, so she can't do anything to them. Not that she can, but if she slapped Don, I don't think it would have worked out well. No, probably not. And then she just, like, takes her purse and leaves. Yeah, I love abandoning the cart. Yeah. It makes me anxious and, like, but then when does she get her groceries? <laughs> and who unloads the cart? <laughs> Do they just put it back on the shelf? Or, yeah. Or what if you just walk up and you're like, you know what? I like the way this lady thinks and just check out all the stuff that's in that cart. I'm going to try that next time I see somebody just abandon a cart. Yeah. Just, and they don't even have to fully abandon it if they just kind of walk, walk halfway away. down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't like steal their purse or anything. No, no, no. See what they got. Yeah. That could be yeah. a really interesting new method for meal planning. <gasps> I like that a lot. When you're feeling bored of your regular recipes. What are other people eating? Right? When you can't make just one more pot of spaghetti, you just can't do it. What happens when it's one of those people that actually owns a small convenience store and it's just like 13 gallons of milk and 12 packs of Gatorade? Well, you make a lot of cheese and have a lot of sex. It's fine. Yeah. Well, we see where your liquids go. Listen, Gatorade and Peanuts is uh, a reference to Parks and Rec. I was bringing it back for you, Kate. Wow. When Ron and Tammy, too, get remarried. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler for Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like them. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of milk, they talk about it in this next scene. This, Ashley, and I had forgotten that it was this episode until this scene opened, but this is one of my favorite things to happen in all of Mad Men. Oh. Is Don and Roger. Eating oysters. Okay. They eat oysters and they eat martinis. (laughs) They get another round of oysters. Yeah. They get more martinis. And then they have cheesecake. And then they have cheesecake. And more martinis. (laughs) And this is, and and Don is just on, I'm on the Roger Sterling diet. Don's Mm -hmm. not... 
Don's not telling anybody what to do. He's just following Roger's lead. Roger, you go ahead. I'm young man. I'm going to try to keep up with you, Roger. Mm -hmm. And then they get drunk. Roger talks about the lure of orange hair. Mm -hmm. Don talks about how he doesn't like drinking milk because he hates cows. And <laughs> and you you also learn that this is just, they have to go to a meeting. Yes. <laughs> this big meeting. I thought this was after work. This was like yeah. nighttime again. And then, no. no, it's lunch. This is a literal three martini, two dozen oyster lunch. Yeah. And then, you know, we let, we, we take a break from them and we see Betty drinking also lunchtime with at perpetually home. pregnant patty that's her name i knew she had a alliterative name <laughs> who just makes up an excuse for visiting like right just brings a shirt and betty's like why are you bringing me this shirt right and she's like why are you drinking i'm developing my palate yeah. which is what i should say you should say it it's yours now guys that's why i'm drunk at two o'clock <laughs> I'm developing my palate for a dinner party I might throw. I might throw in months when we're allowed to do yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got a lot of time. That's you what I, that's what my next quarantine project should be, to get really good at wine. There you go. You've already got bread down. Yeah. I'm just going to become a Frenchman. There you go. Get really good at a yeah. cat eye eyeliner, and that's all you need. Can I start smoking, please? It looks so cool. <laughs> I will allow it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, even if Hitler didn't do it. Um, <laughs> so perpetually pregnant Patty is worried about Betty because word spreads fast yes. in this tiny little town. Yes. Immediately everybody knows that she bitch slapped mm -hmm. everybody. But you know what? Helen is just so selfish with her long hair and her job. You know what? How dare she only <laughs> think about herself when working to provide for her family? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> and her long just walks. Vanity. Yeah. And I love when um, Betty's talking about her mom mm -hmm. and she's going on and on about the brush strokes and all that. And she's like, I just don't know that that's me. I'm not that vain. And I was like, yeah, but aren't you? You it's are. A you weird are, question. though. You called yeah. your young daughter fat. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. So I, it makes you wonder, like, what does she mean by that? Yeah. Like, that? does she really just not care? Because she... Like, clearly she cares a lot because right. she works so hard at it. But, like, right. what is her... She's getting, like, flashes of... And so maybe the therapy is kind of working, even if the therapist isn't really doing anything. And is looking down her neckline. Just, like, she's becoming introspective and starting to question things. Right. Which is interesting. Because she's not a marshmallow. That's what that slap proved. But everybody is watching her because Roger's watching her mm -hmm. over dinner. The therapist is looking down her neckline. People in the grocery store are paying attention to what she's doing. Yeah. She is on this, like, that is a thing. And so she's just trying to keep it up. Yeah. But she's still a bad actress. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> she's just going on her own journey. Yeah. No, I mean, she is definitely sort of in a fishbowl. Yeah. But then we get back. Oh, my God. That was my favorite part. And we find out what those dollars were doing mm. for the elevator operator. And I immediately thought, once I learned that they're going to have to take the stairs, I knew that they're, like, way up there. And I was like, yeah, Don is trying to kill him. <laughs> this is a secret murder plot. Yeah. And what a great way. Listen, if you're going to murder somebody, yeah. make it look like that. They just yes. had a big lunch yeah. and had to walk up a bunch of flights. Their, their body yeah. gave out. You didn't do right. anything. Yeah. I didn't touch that person. The murder right. weapon was their own gluttony. Exactly. 
It's like that president who died after eating a bowl of like blueberries and cream. That could have been an assassination. Could have been. Could they just been. knew that he had a bad tummy. <laughs> so they got to take the stairs. At eight, Don says we're almost there. And you later find out they're on the 23rd floor. Yes. So they were a third of the way there. Yes. And then at 17, there's only six to six go. Six to go. And he says, my name's on the building. They can wait for me. Again, with the name on the building. 20th floor, Roger says to go on. I'm looking for my tie my clip. My tie clip. <laughs> As he collapses. Yeah. And then youthful Don just gets some real good just coughs starts, out. Yep. And then comes on in. Yep. Not a bead of sweat to be seen. Nope. nope. After He's his own fine. two dozen oysters yes. and three martinis and a yeah. cheesecake. Uh-huh. Because that's how humans work. Hey, he's young. <laughs> I think I think that's it. I think that's a lot of it. It's just like Roger is so dismissive of younger people and Don is like a younger person. Yeah. And so his youth wins. Youth wins out. That's right. So Roger comes in and throws up everywhere. Everywhere. Let me tell you, I do not enjoy watching throwing up. Me either. At all. I'll, I, I just cover it. I, like, don't look anymore yeah. when I know it's going to happen. Like, if it starts can happening. we, why do we have to, we know it. We could, we could do the sounds. Yeah. We could see him heave out of frame. Yeah. And then that's it. I into don't need, a, a trash can. Into a trash can. So many or options. turn your back. There's so many options yeah. to not have to actually watch somebody yeah. fake throw up. Because, like, it's work on the tech crew to make the throw up happen. And then clean it. And then clean it, which, like, after the scene, it's like they don't show it to you after he actually vomits. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, it's like there. It's out of frame. I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. Is anyone stepping on it? Who's cleaning this up? It was chunky. And then he had a chunk on his face that he wiped away. And he was like, oysters for lunch. And the Nixon guy is like, I can see that. Maybe it was Cooper. (laughs) I think it was Cooper. I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) So gross. And then Don's like, you okay? Smirk, smirk, smirk. Good. Yeah. So he got a weird revenge on Roger that he's also taking out on Betty. Yeah. It was just weird. Like, what Don's... I I really thought he was going to try to murder him in that. Yeah. Maybe he'll do the stairs trick again, and that time it'll be kaputsies. But I thought that's where we were going today. I like that you are approaching Mad Men like a Game of Thrones fan <laughs> where anybody can die at any moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? That's a mashup we need. <laughs> and I'm not saying that people can't die because okay. it's realistic, but I just love that you're waiting for it to turn into everybody murder. When like, is the red wedding? Come on. True crime. Yeah. yeah there's just like something's going to happen. And, and it's, it's historical nonfiction. Yes. Because this is all a documentary. Yes. All of this is true. That's why you don't need to look it up on Wikipedia, because you'll just, like, learn what really happened to all exactly. of these people in real life. Exactly. Okay. So, other than all these pink dresses, because mm. they're red in the face, I don't know what that means, but... Yeah. Maybe than- he's the huffing up the stairs. Yeah. Or being embarrassed when you hit yeah. on your friend's wife. Or getting slapped in the face. Yeah. All right. So there's some red faces happening. Yeah. And pink dresses. And pink dresses. 
Five, apparently. Um, five of them. Helen Bishop is a redhead. She was not wearing a pink dress. She was not there to embarrass any men. Right. She was just an incidental redhead. Right. But her blue eyes and Betty's blue eyes kind of scared me. <laughs> I have a theory that like, and I, I don't think it's that, you know, outlandish that just people with blue eyes are more likely to find themselves pretty and become actors. So like in TV shows, there's just so many people with blue eyes. There's a lot that, of blue eyed people. Yeah. Because okay. there's just a higher proportion of blue-eyed people. Lost, I remember, like, everybody except for, like, all the white people had blue eyes and Lost. Like, yeah. every single one of them, almost. Interesting. Um, don't, like, quote me on that. But a well, shit ton of people had okay. blue eyes. Anyway, any other fashion notes? <sighs> no. I wasn't, other than Flamingo Joan. Yeah. She was killing it. There wasn't anybody who really stood out to me crushing mm-hmm. the fashion game. Did you notice that Don and Roger were both in, like, silver suits? Yes, huffing up the stairs. And, like, so was everybody else in that meeting. They were all in just, like, light gray light suits. Light gray. And I Don's what that was. suits are also looking less boxy. Okay. They're looking a little bit more tailored, a little bit more uh-huh. modern. Less 1950s. Okay. A little bit more streamlined, I've noticed. He's, he's moving. Yeah. He's working with it. I mean, this is now August 14th, 1960. So (laughs) that's when this took place. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder it was hard to walk up those stairs. I would be huffing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. NYC. All right. Well, then it's time to find out what you think or know. Mm, What I know. (laughs) Will happen. And just so you know, this is the halfway part mark of the season. There are 13 episodes in the season. This was episode seven. So it's all downhill from here. It is. All right. What do you... Um, That's my drum roll sound. (laughs) Um, All right. I think Betty is just going to go on a rampage through her small town. (laughs) Just... Beating the shit out of all these housewives. <laughs> She's just going full Krav Maga <laughs> on these bitches. I love that journey for her. And perpetually pregnant Patty is just in the background of every scene holding a different small child's piece of clothing. <laughs> just resting it on her stomach yeah. and watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is she, now tell me. Uh-huh. Like, can can Betty see her, or is PPP, like, under behind a bush yeah, with yeah, binoculars? Yeah, yeah. She's okay. not, she's, so, she's not hiding, but okay. she's not making herself part of the fray. Yeah. She's like okay. an Easter egg. Right. You gotta, you gotta be looking <laughs> for her. <laughs> Triple P is just, she's there, but she's yeah. not the focus. Okay. That um, so that's gonna happen. Meanwhile, um... Don, uh huh, he's gonna find a new respect for Peggy. Okay, she's gonna have him read her copy. Oh, or Pete will have read it and goes to Don and is like, "You mm-hmm. see what your girl did?" Mm-hmm. I listen. See, that was one thing that kind of you're teased with, but doesn't come out. Where when Pete finds out that Peggy is writing copy, he's surprised and probably a little hurt. And you think, "Oh, what's gonna happen is he's gonna sabotage this." Mm. And that may yet still happen, but that's certainly not the storyline here. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of it, he seems genuinely like, yeah, sure, I'll read it. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. He doesn't seem that, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, 
So but Don, that, yeah. yeah. Don is going Sorry. to respect Peggy. No, I like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Don's going to find a newfound respect for her. Mm-hmm. Maybe confide in her a little bit. Yeah. About something very minor that doesn't actually matter. Okay. Pete is just going to start stockpiling <laughs> weapons. <laughs> He's going to broaden yeah. out from rifles. Okay. He might get a bear trap. Oh, yeah. Um, he might that would, get. That'd be a very sexy. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tool for him. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's all hunting tools. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna start leaving them casually around the office. He's gonna have <laughs> one of those nets that's covered in leaves, and you step on it, and it swoops <laughs> up and gets you. Uh huh. But he'll cover uh-huh. it with like files. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. He. He makes his vision of the woods real in the Sterling Cooper offices. Got yeah. it. And then Roger and mm-hmm. Joan. Yeah. She's going to turn just full dominatrix. Oh. The next time we see them in bed together, she is just completely uh, dominating him. He's got like a ball gag. Yes. And she's like whipping him with like a uh-huh. long bull whip. Okay. But she's still wearing, like, a very high-necked leather, <laughs> like, pleather 60s pencil dress. Okay. With yeah. a brooch. But the but the brooch is, like, handcuffs or something. <laughs> we couldn't imagine her any other way. No. Okay. Um, and do, what lingo should oh. we expect to hear? <laughs> um, the lingo will be, uh, listen here, see? <laughs> That's that's gonna be something that happens. Maybe that's Don okay. to Peggy. Yeah. Like Peggy, listen here, see this copy mm-hmm. you got, it's Aces, kid. <laughs> so he turns into a thirties gangster. Yes. yes. Awesome. He goes backward in time. Oh this is seriously the best TV show. <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> this is the show that they should have made. Well, this is the show we're gonna make. Exactly. Well, until next time, <laughs> Merry Madman Mad to all. Madman to all and, and to all to a all good night. Ma- no, I do it wrong every time. <laughs> good night. Good night. All. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.